Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Of all the things I've ever lost, I miss my mind the most. I saw somebody one time that had that on a hat, thinking, well, that's your hat covering your brain. If you'd look under your hat, there's your mind. But I think of all of the times in my life where I have gone through critical times or stressful times or sad times, anxious times, and sometimes I thought I was losing my mind also. My dad used to say when he turned 90 or so, he would always say, you know, the older I get, the more I think about the hereafter. And I said, really, Dad? And he said, yeah, I keep walking in rooms going, what am I here after? And I thought, at least he's kept his sense of humor, which is what we need to do in the midst of all of this stress and anxiety also. I will not put you in any category to say your life is more stressful or less stressful than anybody else's, because I don't know what you're going through any more than you know what I'm going through. But there's one thing that everyone keeps saying, we're all in this together. This is one of the first times in my lifetime I can remember a worldwide event that everyone is involved in. I know there was World War I, World War II. I know the United States had their own issue with the 911, and many others have had their own personal internal struggles, civil war. I hate to even think what it would have been like back here in the United States during the midst of the Civil War when we were one against another. I can't imagine brother against brother fighting. But you know, now that we're all kind of quarantined in our homes, we have brothers who are fighting brothers and family members who are dealing with domestic violence. The statistics on what's happening in our households is absolutely horrible. So I thought I would use this time to give you what I have gleaned from not only some of the, quote, experts, unquote, but also some of my friends and family members of what they're doing and how they're coping, and indeed how I myself am. We have a Monday prayer group that we see each other through Zoom. This is a part of my home my home sisters, so to speak. We call ourselves heart sisters. I'll tell you about that origin another time because two special ladies were involved in starting that many years ago. But I also know that on my Bible study night on Thursday, we use Zoom and several others have joined together in prayer conferences, in phone conferences, in writing and dealing with and helping one another And that's the best that we can do in the midst of all of that. But what about the young parents who are both working or maybe they've now put their jobs on suspension, not due to any fault of their own, and they're trying to raise young children? My niece and her husband and another niece and nephew, too, are also homebound. They have children in there 
24-7. One of my nieces is a teacher, and she, of course, has to teach her own students online. And then she has her children who she has to oversee and make sure that they're doing their lessons. And it's just really unbelievable what some families are dealing with. I think of a dear friend of mine who is absolutely alone. She's unable to go out of the house right now because her health has been compromised due to the fact that she had cancer. And yet she is at home alone constantly right now, often in pain, dealing with reactions to her medication. And I'm very sad for her although she seems to be taking it well. So I asked her, what are some of the things that help you? And some of the things that help her are the same that help me. I thought I'd give you five real quick ones. The first one that most of my family and friends who are doing really well have in common is prayer. When you can trust that God has this, that he's still in control, that you can pray and believe and know that this too shall end in one way or another and not worry about what the future holds, but who holds the future without this sounding glib or sounding religious, so to speak, prayer can mean a lot. I urge you to get out the 23rd Psalm if you don't know it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It goes on to, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Another one is the 100th Psalm. Sometimes just to read uplifting psalms and prayers, and this is make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with thanksgiving. You know, we could start every day praying for other people. My husband and I do ever since we've moved to Florida. And even before that, when we were retired in St. Louis, first thing in the morning, we have our time together where we read some scripture, read a devotional. We pray together. You know, they say the family who prays together stays together. It's interesting that an older statistic that I used to use a long time ago. The divorce rate is, of course, around 50%, even in households that claim to be religious or uh, Christian. But a family that prays together and reads a scripture together, the divorce rate is somewhere around one in a thousand. Now that makes a huge difference. So that's my number one advice to you. Number two Keep an organized schedule. Now, some of you that know me are laughing at this because I am one of the least organized or scheduled people you may know. But I find that every day if I make myself get up, make up the bed, put on makeup, fix my hair, or put on a ball cap if I'm going outside, put on my clothes or a bathing suit if I'm going to be swimming, but to make a conscious effort to do that Even before I get with my husband for our quiet time of Bible study, prayer, reading, etc. And then besides number one, prayer, and number two, keeping a schedule, is three, put balanced items in your day. Physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally is what I'm talking about. 
I hate to exercise. I hate calisthenics and the old. I was a member of Curves, and I hated even going around the different machines, even though it was just a minute or two on each machine. But what I do love is walking, and I love swimming. And if I even find myself on a rainy day getting on the treadmill and watching something on television that's a half an hour or 45 or an hour, I find that the time goes by really quickly. So that's the second thing, of course. It's already added to that, keeping a schedule, now balance. The first one was prayer. That's one, two, three, four, and five. Number four is to have a project, something that'll only take you an hour, but maybe something you wouldn't have time for. And you used to say, oh, I wish I had time to. It could be to clean out a box, which is one of the things my husband and I have been doing regularly now that we have time. Pick up something out of the, maybe your garage or your attic where you have a box you need to look through, old memorabilia, pictures, things you could organize. It's overwhelming when you have 50 boxes staring at you like I do. But it's not so bad if you just say, okay, one box right now. If I don't finish this in an hour, I'll put it away and that'll be my next hour project for tomorrow and so on. This helps me a lot. And the last thing is to reach out to others. No, we can't call somebody and take them out for Coke or coffee or to lunch or dinner. We can't say, oh, you know what? Let's even go to the park. My sister has a friend that she and my sister, who are in their 70s, want to, you know, get together, but they can't. They don't want to go to each other's houses and be a burden. So they walk into the park and have a lunch and eat together, separated by a little distance, even though the park is closed. They said if somebody comes in and kicks us out, we'll just plead ignorance. And for two 70-year-old women eating in the park, they might just give you another chance. So far, they haven't gotten caught. Now, I'm not advocating that you do that, but I am saying call somebody, check on a friend, send a text, send an email. If you can Skype or Zoom into a group, do that. If it's your children, your grandchildren, you just want to see their sweet faces and hear their voice, what better way to do it? Or if you have groups like I do that meet via Zoom, do that. Whatever it is, make sure that you personally reach out to somebody today. If you do go to the store, be extra kind to a clerk. Give them an extra few dollars and thank them that they're working even though we get to stay at home. And give them a little tract or a booklet or something that would just uplift their spirit because you know it must be stressful for them as well. So those are the five things that I recommend and begin your day and end your day in prayer. And my Father God, I just pray for the one that is listening right now. Whether they are stressed, whether they think they're losing their mind, whether they think they will never see family and friends again, no matter what fear or trepidation you have told us in your word to be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to make our requests known unto you. And you promised you'd give us the peace that passes all understanding in Christ Jesus. And my friend, I believe that when you pray that yourself, for yourself, for your friends, for your family, that you come out not only on top, 
but you come out of that funk, that depression, that malaise, as they used to say, whatever you're going through. And if you're just upbeat and one of those people that you're not worried, you don't have any trouble with anything, you really need to reach out to somebody else because there are a whole lot of people out there that think they may even be losing their mind. So God bless you, my friends. Let's make the best of this. You can do it. I can do it. We all can do it. And if you'd like to request special prayer for something personal, private, just stay on at the end of this podcast, and it will tell you how to get in touch with me. God bless you, and thanks again for being with me. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.